Hello and welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast. It's the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin and thanks so much for joining us. We have a wonderful episode in store for you guys this evening. Antonio will be joining me and we are going to welcome to the show Jessica Poe, longtime listener and uh, awesome Cure fan that we are happy to have on. We're going to talk about her origin story with the Cure and we're going to talk about seeing the Cure in Dallas. And we're also going to do a little fun trios um, exercise where we pick our favorite of threes of things that come in a row mostly sequential in cure albums favorite songs favorite three albums in a row um, all kinds of cool little fun tidbits that uh, you will have strong opinions on no doubt but before we dive into our conversation with jessica i do want to do a slight addendum which we don't really do much on this show usually i don't bother putting in corrections or anything but our last episode was the john peel sessions And then in that episode, I did pretty much ask if people could clarify a few things and topics for me. And uh, we had some people out there that were kind enough to do so. So to kick things off, we had Matt over on the YouTube page. And he is formerly of the Upstairs Room website and had some corrections for me or some further details. Uh, The first was in relation to the name of the show. I had asked in the episode... Was the whole show called Peel Sessions, or was that just the portion when the bands were playing in the studio? And he said, at least from the late 80s on, when I started listening, the show was always called The John Peel Show. And each show had a band play a session, um, usually from the BBC uh, Maida Vale Vale Studios, uh, and they'd play about three or five songs, three to five songs. And he not always would play them all at once, but interspersed throughout the regular recordings in the show, throughout the whole episode. So very cool. I didn't know that. And uh, yeah, it sounds like the whole show was just called the John Peel Show then, and the sessions were the recordings plucked out later for whatever release or just batch of sessions. Thank you, Matt. And it doesn't stop there. He also corrected me um, when I was talking about Fire and Cairo in the first Cure session there. I thought it was kind of weird because it sounded like there was some backing vocals going on that necessarily didn't sound like Robert. And I was like, well, could this be an example of Simon and Lowell singing backup in the studio somehow, maybe? Hmm. But then Matt, of course, corrected me. No, because Simon wasn't in the band yet, man. Oh, Rookie mistake. I can't believe it. Yes, if it was anybody, it was Michael Dempsey singing back up. So, yeah, definitely uh, um, dumb dumb mistake there, guys. Sorry. And uh, thanks for setting me straight, Matt. And, uh, yeah, it turns out Michael Dempsey did sing some backups. You know, not a ton, but uh, apparently a little bit of backup, more than I thought. So I'll have to go back and listen to more bootlegs. But uh, I'm watching an old clip when they're playing seven, uh, 1015 live he does have a mic stand in front of him for that too so uh yeah i I wasn't really aware of any background vocals ever in the cures history but uh michael dempsey did did throw down a little back vocals apparently from time to time so thank you for clearing that up matt hanging garden also uh he clears up i said hanging garden was listed as a song that they played in the pornography uh peel sessions that says hanging garden no tx and, uh, and nobody has any footage or audio clips of Hanging Garden. He says the TX means no transmission. Uh, so it was reportedly recorded, but was not transmitted on the show. However, I've never seen any evidence that 
is the case that um, that it is out there. So uh, that makes sense. So no, I asked, what is no Texas? What does TX mean? Um, no transmission. So for whatever reason, they didn't use the recording of that. Uh, maybe they just ran out of time. Maybe it sounded like dog shit. And the band was like, don't use this, please. Or John Peel just uh, didn't get around to it. But yeah, kind of sad because that would have been cool to hear. But um, no transmission. Sorry, guys. And on Matt's YouTube page, which you should check out again, that's Infovoy. Go over to YouTube because he has the other BBC sessions all nice and tidy over there if you want to listen to them. Remember we said there was other sessions, not necessarily Peel sessions. So in 81, they did the Richard Skinner session. In 82, they got David Jensen session, which I believe is the Kid Jensen session. Uh, 84, Skinner session again. And all the actual Peel sessions are over there as well. So go check them out. It's an awesome web page or uh, YouTube page. And thanks again so much, Matt, for uh, clearing things up and keeping us all on our toes. And also, at the very end of that episode, I had mentioned it was on uh, in John Peel's last, I played that little audio clip. He says before he's leaving on vacation, while I'm gone, so-and-so Underworld, Susie and the Banshees are going to be here. Uh, The Cure, Robert Smith is going to be here. He's being cagey about what they're playing. They're going to play some old stuff from, you know, late 70s, early 80s. And, of course, I jumped the gun and thought, oh, my God, they were going to record again before, and they never got the record. But Dennis and JC and Walter, you guys are all super kind out there. You tipped me off on Instagram that the upcoming Robert appearance uh, that Pia was alluding to were guest DJ spots while he was on vacation. So Underworld, Susie Sue, and Robert. And that actually did happen because it happened before he actually passed away on his vacation. Robert did do a guest DJ spot on the John Peel show October 21st, 2004. And um, yeah, he played old tracks from the early days as well as some of his other favorites. JC was actually super kind and sent me the link too of the actual track listing. You can look that up. Uh, of what Robert played on there. There was lots of cool stuff on there. So go to peel.fandom.com and you can also find it pretty easy on there and see the track listing of what Robert played when he was a guest DJ on the Peel show. So no no late um, edition of The Cure playing on Peel sessions or anything like that, but still pretty cool and good that it actually happened. So now you know. Thank you, fellas, and I appreciate you keeping me square again also just to correct myself when i was talking about six different ways on the 85 peel session i said it was a different intro but that little keyboard riff is in fact on the actual studio version of the recording it just sounded a little odd because it was more isolated on the peel session but still another stupid rookie mistake i should have known better i'll never forgive myself i hope you can forgive me But enough of this pity party. Let's move on to our conversation with Jessica, an extremely sweet and cool gal that was kind enough to have some good old-fashioned cure talk with us. Let's begin. Thank you so, so much for having me on. I'm super excited to talk about our favorite band, The Cure. Heck yeah, we, you are all set. You got an amazing backdrop behind you for our audio listeners out there. Um, sorry, you've already explained it to Antonio and I, but you want to describe it to the oh, audio absolutely. listeners out there? You're, it's you, pretty rad. You got the cool. 
Thank yeah. you. So my very best friend, Sean Cook, he is a graphic designer. And for my birthday two years ago, he made this awesome poster of all of my favorite musicians. I've got Susie Sue, Robert Smith, Gary Newman, Depeche Mode, and Drab Majesty all on a wonderful collage. Yeah, it is red. <laughs> nice. cool. Thank That's you. Negative going with the... Cool blue Robert right over your shoulder. So, everyone needs gonna... a little Robert over their shoulder. Let's <laughs> <laughs> guide you through. All, all conversations would be great. <laughs> so very cool. And uh, yeah, super psyched to have you on. You know, we've communicated a lot on the different social media and all that through. And, um, and really appreciate you contributing to the uh, Shows of a Lost World tour commentaries he sent us a, a lovely review of the dallas show there so if anybody's making the connections of different people that we've talked to uh, go back to that episode uh, i don't know if i even numbered those at this point but it's somewhere back there the dallas <laughs> one so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so i guess just off the top that was quite an experience huh it sounded oh. like a good show and everything oh absolutely and i mean we'll get into it with my origin story but that was right my very, very first time seeing the cure. And, and we'll get into it, of course, but yeah, it was phenomenal. Cool. I saw so it was all time. leading up to that moment. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> very <yes>. cool. <laughs> cool. And uh, yeah, I guess just at the top of the, uh, what's on the agenda for the evening, we're going to just, of course, do casual care chit chat. I want to slowly start fading away from shows of a lost world talk exclusive. So we thought it'd be great to have you on. Get your origin story. Talk about the tour, and um, and come up. We almost got a game show portion in a sense that we're gonna give oh. into the second half of this show with our trios theme of Cure <laughs> themed trios of favorites. Because um, yeah, I don't know where <laughs> it was funny. Somewhere in our correspondence, you had mentioned the three best Cure songs in a row, and it seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. And I didn't even know if it was directly connected. Cause that was a very hard stance Chaz took at one point, like episodes way back. I don't know if you had heard that and it kind of, and you were agreeing with it more, if you were just saying that out of the blue, we won't disclose your three favorite care songs, but you, <laughs> you had set a list. And since he's not here, we could say it was, it was very similar to something. He's was very adamant about going on the record that these are the three best mm-hmm. care songs in a sequence on a recording. So, <laughs> um, did, what spawn spawned that though? Were you just listening? You're like, same idea. You're like, damn. Oh, well, it's true. Boy. I mean, I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I just wasn't sure if, uh, but I was like, well, shit, well, we need to make a whole show out of that. That's how we roll around here. (laughs) (laughs) So, so we have other trios that we thought we could pick our favorite three cure things. A lot of them are sequences or not just randomly picking three favorites, but Mm -hmm. it, it almost fit into a real old episode we did. Back when Chess first started, we did this really weird rule of three or something. I had this whole conspiracy theory thing going. I think <laughs> you remember that. I think you remember Yeah, that. it was very, very hodgepodge, but it was centered around three. So this is, I never thought that episode would get a sequel. And here we are, kind of. This is the, <laughs> the We've sort done of it. sequel. We've done it. So, so um, yeah, so they're very cool. So we're going to do that. We'll save that for the second portion. So stick around and make sure you get your threes in, in gear too, listeners. But I think it'd be funner to start at the beginning because it's always good to hear where everything came from. 
And uh, first off, if you don't mind telling us where are you located these yes, days? So yes, yes. I reside in Fort Smith, Arkansas, which is about an hour away from Fayetteville, Arkansas, which is the northwest part of the state. Um, Bentonville, that's like the hometown of Walmart, um, you know, U of A, Arkansas. Like that's, I'm like an hour down from that, an hour south. Okay. So, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've lived in, in Arkansas my whole life. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess uh, then where does the cure enter your life? Yes, and, and yes. What stage? Well, um, I would have to thank my super cool Aunt Amber. She listened to everything. I remember when I was in middle school, uh, New Metal was, like, really popular at the time. Like, Corn, Lit Biscuit, they all, like, in the Eminem. So, I... Right. Of course, I, I was into that because, you know, I'm 36, so that was the music that was popular at that time. But I remember um, seeing her standing on the beach staring at the sea CD. And <laughs> at first, I thought, like, the cover of The Old the old Fisherman, I thought that was the, yeah. the singer. But she's yeah. like, no, like, she would always talk about how much she loved Robert Smith. So I've always, I've, I've always have had Cure in my life. And I didn't, I was always a casual listener. Like in my early mm-hmm. 20s, I worked in retail and JCPenney's, they used to always play, they used to always play the, <laughs> you know, the head on the door close to me in between days. I, I remember yeah. hearing that on, on repeat all the time. Huh. And <laughs> it, it wasn't until my, my 30s, so I'm 36 now. Yeah, it wasn't until my early 30s when I wanted to, delve deeper into their discography because mm. I started becoming more into the goth scene. We have a, a, a fairly new goth scene here in Arkansas, Club Nevermore. And cool. um, and then I could also <laughs> I, <laughs> so um, American Horror Story, there was a, a season called uh, yeah. Hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very first time I heard Siamese Twins from from mm-hmm. that season, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And yeah. that's when I started listening to more, you know, Susan the Banshees, um, Sisters of Mercy, more of the, the darker, you know, dark wave goth music. Yeah. And, you know, I've always, I have always, again, in my early 20s, listened to the more pop stuff of The Cure. I used to always yeah. listen to Just Like Heaven on my way to work because <laughs> it would just put me in a good mood. And ever, you know, ever since watching that season, American Horror Story Hotel, that's when I was like, I want to start, you know, listening to more of these darker albums. And yeah. pornography was the album that really did me in. That's Pornography yeah. is my, that's my absolute, yeah. I love that album so much. I know you always ask what were the, you know, your top three albums, um, you know, again, Pornography, Faith, and Disintegration. Those are my top yeah. three. I just love the, the darker, there's so much beauty in the sadness of Robert Smith and The Cure, and that's what I really relate to. I'm yeah. such a I'm just such a happy giddy person, but I just love the I just love the <laughs> yeah. I love the gloomy I love the gloomy here. <laughs> <laughs> so in high school, I listened to like Portishead, Natus Surf, Incubus, and 
when I was in, again, in middle school, new, new metal was really popular, like corn, like biscuit. Mm. But I had always been, again, I had always been a casual listener of the cure. And, and until my thirties, that's when I started to really get into them and listening to all of their B sides and, Man, I mean, would you agree that the Cure literally has the best B sides in any other band that you can? Uh, oh, it's, yeah. there's it's no amazing. question. Yeah, <laughs> I've even had I've had this question. I've had that conversation with like just record collecting nerds that aren't mm-hmm. even Cure fans, and they're like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> you know, they, they like don't even yeah. argue it, and they're not even like Cure fans. They just like. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, yeah, it's literally it has its own box set. I mean, their B sides are more than some full bands have full albums, mm-hmm. full songs. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and it has become, I think, for a lot of Cure fans, to the kind of go to listens mm-hmm. has been the Join the Dots box set. I think, oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best just because we've ever. we've massacred the the album so much too, and even though we've massacred the B sides too, it's like. <laughs> yeah. Still, maybe quite not as many listens or something, or I feel like, or and it's maybe just such a cool variety, and I don't know, yeah. And it still just always blows my mind how much is like was ever intentional, which songs became B sides, or which one was them just being oblivious and not realizing this song was like so brilliant and so much cooler, you know, like how does that not get on the album? And yeah, you almost wonder to a certain degree, there was a very conscious effort to be like, no, nah, that's very cool, but we're saving it. For the B sides, you know. Yeah. I was like, Shit, yeah. All right. You know, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like it wasn't intentional at first, and then yeah. and then I feel like Robert made it intentional because Kinda, that yeah. just that's like the kind of guy that he is. I feel like yeah. you know, like, and it is like a very small window though, because you know, like when you look at which ones. You know, because you can kind of make an argument for a lot of them. Was like, well, that probably didn't make it on the album because of this or that. You know, but yeah, and then. And then by like wild mood swings, he's probably just like got everybody oh. telling him every song's like amazing. So, you know, he doesn't know which one's the best one to yeah. put on there or not, you know. So, but yeah, it, it is still mind blowing of how great those B sides are. Oh, sure. uh, don't get me started on wild mood swings. Most of the B sides oh, yeah. of wild mood swings should have been on the album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's a whole other thing in itself. That's why I still love that everybody that reorganizes wild mood mm-hmm. swings, we all agree that it needs to be reorganized but we still all come up with a completely different album <laughs> yeah like nobody has the the magic answer but we all still somewhere in there it is but yeah i think we all can agree those b-sides should be shuffled in more but but going back to the i love the initial idea of like a lot of us got super hooked by the pop songs oh yeah and like you know and but almost hearing your side of the story, it almost seems like you are like, you love the pop songs and they're mm-hmm. there and they're always just kind of there. But then it was like the dark shit that really you know, so, like sold you all the way. So as much, awesome. I mean, Love Cats is probably like my go-to song and my partner, Brian, he loves Love Cats as well. So, and yeah. I know that your son Henson loves Love Cats. It's just yeah. such a cute, <laughs> such a cute, it always, it always just puts you in a good mood. Yeah, it really does. Um, But yes, back to um, how important the cure is to me now. Um, Uh You know, Club Nevermore is, you know, Arkansas's uh, local golf scene here. And Mm -hmm. so many people just have such a love and respect of the cure. And back in December, there was even a cure themed event. And (laughs) I dressed up in, so I got the Love Cat sweater from Kate from Cure Threads. 
I got the little love cats jumper and I wore that and I just went, you know, mm. full on Robert Smith face and they just played nothing but cure tracks and these sides as well. And almost, mm. I, I just love hearing everybody's, everybody's stories of like the concerts that they've seen and just even just the demographic of people in the scene yeah. and how much it, how much the cure means to them. It's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> I, I start, and, and even bringing us together tonight, Gavin, it's just Robert Smith and his music and his lyrics and his genius is just, he, he's a living angel and he, <laughs> he really, <laughs> Yeah, he's, a, he's such a wonderful person. It's so cool, yeah, because it is that one you have pa- fans that are this passionate about them for so long, and just that we've been so mm-hmm. lucky that they've been so good for so long. You know, we get a good chunk of time, and I think it's like when you see everybody's. That's what I love, like hearing the origin stories and stuff, because there's always these crossovers, but everybody's always got that weird little wrinkle or something to it, you know, where you, you didn't fully dive into the later ones till later yeah, and stuff and yeah. like but it's still like we always hear it's old you know standing on the beach the old man always kicks off like <laughs> yeah so that, is, the that is the gateway <laughs> drug to like it's so yeah I, that's that's most people's gateway drug that that yeah, record is like, even if it's not the one that from that moment on they subscribe to everything the care it's just like that's always like mm-hmm. a good first image or something yeah you know, i mean it, yeah it's, is, it's the first one i bought because it's like you know cds yeah. were expensive we were young you know you're like okay this this has got a lot of cool songs on it you know like yeah. and it you know <laughs> and it gave you at least a decent feel of uh, you know of, of stuff from both sides because it's like yeah we we weren't we weren't old enough to go out and buy pornography when it came out, you know, like, so, you know, and stuff like that. So it's like, yeah, it's, I, I literally, I'm like, that is the gateway drug. Like, that, yeah. that and I love that. It's like for a band that's so image, like cool shit, you know, like how many of us would have just bought like boys don't cry if it had the silhouette mm-hmm. on the, you know, or something, you know, like one yeah. of those classic care images and, or just a picture of like classic Robert looking badass, you know, but here it is, Mr. Buttons on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> the old man, like Johnny Buttons, I think his name was. Yeah, I mean, you know what? The, that old dude knew how many like yeah. Cure fans he would spawn. But <laughs> even like from a photography <laughs> standpoint, I mean, it's it's just probably it's a beautiful portrait. You know, yeah. like from from just when you like look at it, you're there's there's so many things about it that are drawing and and it, you know and we've we've talked about this before on the podcast, but. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not known for great cover artwork. I mean, let's, let's, <laughs> let, I mean, it's, you know, it's sometimes it, it falls a little short and I'm always like, man, I'm like, who's the graphic designer? And, <laughs> and like, what, how, how much, you know, did they save Robert's life? You know, like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, the fact that he's like not even connected to anybody it's nobody's grandpa or right anything. yeah just, yeah just johnny buttons <laughs> he's like i hope these kids make it someday uh, i'm happy to help them yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i love that uh, i love that album because you can see that the the was he a fisherman you can just see all of the the, the gears yeah. in his face and you know whatever story he has like you can see it all on his face and i think yeah. you're right Antonio. it is a, it's a it's a great photo 
Yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful portrait. Mm-hmm. Especially for like a collection of songs like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, there's just history in this every wrinkle of this guy's face that we're, mm-hmm. you can look so deep into. And it's kind of like a band where you're putting all your singles to that point, which seems ridiculously short now knowing the whole <laughs> Cure history. But <laughs> at the time, this was a huge epic part of their career, you know. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's just pretty amazing. So I love that he kicks off so many origin mm-hmm. stories in some form or another but then it always takes a crazy turn but uh, so that's rad yeah so um so then the 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 dark shit really reeled you in and um you were hooked yes i was hooked uh disintegration of course is is a a masterpiece of an album it really is um but pornography just I just, I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, I guess still on the image front, then when did, did you kind of catch on to like the band's image and stuff pretty quickly? Oh, yes. Um, and stuff? Yes, and, yes. She loved Robert yeah. Smith and she loved disintegration, loved songs, her favorite song. And I remember, um, you know, I grew up, I didn't have a computer, but I did have VH1 and, and they yeah. used to always play like, fascination street or love song on like the vh1 like music videos when back when they used to do that <laughs> yeah, yeah those were the days yes. but uh yeah. learning about new music was pretty difficult for me because you know where i went to school um the most popular types of music were either like hip-hop or country so i had to you know, again, I had a cool aunt yeah. and then I had an older cousin that introduced me to a lot of cool music as well. So let's go. Cool. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it kind of leads me to think too the idea of, you know, being into the goth scene, really mm-hmm. hardcore and, and having that awesome venue there. Yeah. It's, it's really growing. Yeah. Gary, the, the, the founder of club Nevermore, he's actually from New York and he and yeah. his wife, his wife, Amy Beth, is from um, Louisiana, so they okay, moved here cool. for work, and they they formed this amazing uh, venue for you know all the misfits and the the curious yeah. creatures, and I just they they always call me. I'm sure you've seen all of my posts, both of you, because I always <laughs> like to promote everything, and they call yeah. me the ambassador because you know I don't I'm not a typical goth. You know I I love the music, and it is a music based subculture, yeah. but. You know, I'm a very giving person and I want everyone to experience, I want everyone to have a safe, safe environment to, to be a part of. So, yeah, and um, cool. Club No More is just such an amazing venue. And <laughs> they all know that I love The Cure so much. They always play The Cure for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> they do. Uh, one DJ, um, OT operator, he, he always plays like, short-term effects from pornography for me and uh this nice. past weekend was you know a, a goth uh a goth night and he played uh burn for me so that's top five here song for oh me. yeah but anywho so yeah. <laughs> again cool. like i was saying you know i didn't have internet you know in my teen years so i'm i feel like i have like all of this information at my fingertips like the Cure database and uh, on YouTube is fantastic. I love watching like the older music videos or like the making of. Um, yeah. And then I watched um, Play Out not too long ago, and yeah. like I, again, I I I'm still fairly new to this. I mean, 
you and Antonio have had years of all of this information and, and like, yeah. I, like I feel like I have so much to discover yeah. but I just you know I'm jealous <laughs> I wish I could be in that position again where I'm like what is this <laughs> I feel, feel like people send me some video clip I'm like yeah I've seen that a billion times but it's really cool I'm gonna rewatch it again <laughs> I think I did that to you I sent you some stuff yeah no there's always something out there lurking around that's what's mm-hmm. cool and it's great that we have those outlets now you know so yes as a and, kid you had the, the three vhs tapes and that was it pretty much yes. <laughs> it's like okay and with me having um you know i'm a fedex delivery driver so uh-huh. i listen to music and podcasts you know, all day. And I discovered the Holy Hour podcast and I, I binged it all, whatever you had available on Spotify. So <laughs> I was able to, oh, yeah. to, to gain even more information and I really felt a connection with you yeah. and with the other hosts. Awesome. I actually have like a certain playlist I listen to on Sundays. I always listen to Wish on Sundays. Um, like I have like a, a Cure uh, Commute um, play playlist with like b-sides and then see i'm an albums girl i don't like to just listen to just singles or just like you know playlists like i i like yeah. to go dive deep because i drive for a living and i'm i'm delivering you know 12 to 15 hours a day so i will just play an album and just you know especially yeah. the super deluxe albums like i love those <laughs> yeah, yeah get all the <laughs> demos and everything yeah i, <laughs> I did that a f- i did that a few years ago where like in the beginning of the year i purposely was like all right this year i'm going back to listening to full albums because i you mm-hmm. know it's like once you really get into got into streaming and you start building you know your spotify or your apple mm-hmm. list you've got you know the songs that you've liked and you can shuffle through those and then you've created playlists and then people have shared playlists with you and then you've sought yeah. out other ones that there was this like couple of years of like of me doing that and i was like i'm gonna go back to listening to albums and i like for you know for like a good year it was like just you know so, and, yeah, yeah you know records and it was it and it was great and i think they both have their their place you know yeah but i'm still sure. one of those guys when my wife and i are getting ready to like go on a road trip i'm like well all right well where are we going are we going yeah. here okay <laughs> and what kind of weather is it okay i'm going to make a playlist specifically for this drive <laughs> you know and i'll like stress out if i don't have the playlist done by the time we leave and i'm like all right well yeah. if the drive is 3 hours <laughs> the playlist has to be like three and a half hours in case there's traffic yeah or the best is the night before when you're panicking and you're making this three hour long playlist. You realize you haven't packed anything. You haven't, <laughs> yeah. you haven't, you know, pets are, aren't ready yet to get taken care of. You're like, yeah. oh shit, but I got to finish Damn this it, playlist. But, but it's funny with, with the album thing because I technically follow that too. Or I love the albums, but I'm always such a mixed dude. But I think the mixes and playlists and stuff are usually if there's other people involved, I always try to like, Cause then I won't be, you know, I'm always trying to guess, well, if they hate this song, then the next one will be something different or, you know, even yeah. just with my family, I'm always like throwing some variety in at least, you know, I'll, I'll just yeah. put this mix on and, and that way we're not all sitting down for breakfast. I'm like, we're doing pornography right now. Yeah, Here yeah. we go. Part, start to finish first thing in the morning. <laughs> so it, it's tough. I know, my friend Brian, he loves, he loves the pop stuff. Like he likes love cats and he likes disintegration and he likes kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. And yeah. I'm just like, 
give me give me the dark stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, I think that's why cool. disintegration is so great because it's it's so it, it's like it's the perfect mix of both. Yeah. And I think that's why it's like, yeah, yeah. you know, when you, when you, you know, it's not just, you know, me saying it cause it's my favorite cure record and probably one of my, it's mm-hmm. my top three albums of all time, but it's uh, you know, whenever you read it, they say that's, that's their masterpiece. And I think it's because it's dark enough. It's poppy enough. It's, it's a, it's the mixture of the two sides of the cure and yeah. record, you know, it is. And there's, and they mix so many genres. Like there's a lot of like shoegaze and oh, yeah. it, it inspired, I know that album for sure inspired Deftones and other, other oh, yeah. great bands. Yeah. Oh, that, like, yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful album. Yeah. And I think, yeah, like you said too, where they just, it came so well placed after kiss me because when you think of all the early dark stuff and then they got the pop stuff all like nailed Mm -hmm. from like love cats up to like, you know, why can't I be you and stuff? Even though there's nothing like that on disintegration, you could tell they had kind of like mastered the idea of the pops and the hooks and stuff. But then he incorporated Mm -hmm. that back into fucking like faith and pornography and what worked on those albums. (laughs) So you have songs that, you know, it's something dark like lullaby, but it, you know, it could be a radio single too, if you want it to be. So it's it's genius really. Cause it's, (laughs) it's nice when you see an artist actually learning from everything they've done in their whole career and catalog. Yeah all leading to that point so. yeah and speaking of deftones all all the new crosses stuff too is so is so cure influenced i don't yeah. know i know i i believe i i shared a link that there's gonna there's they're collaborating with robert yeah, smith with, yeah, the, with yeah. the track i'm super excited I know, about yeah, it yeah chino's it's, probably like beyond like excited i mean god robert smith yeah. picks such good collabs i mean uh i mean the Blink One Eighty Two one's questionable, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> still <cool> stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just think because they were such a huge fan, they were doing him a solid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh wait, he was doing them a solid. Yeah, yeah he was like, I was like, oh, the, the, these wild kids—they're running around naked. Why not? You know, <laughs> yeah, help them out. And I believe I was listening to a podcast called Bandsplain, and there were mm-hmm. two parts of the cure. It was like one one episode was five hours, one episode was like three hours, three and a half hours, and they were talking about. I, th- I believe that Robert Smith's nieces or nephews were a big Blink One Eighty Two. They were they were yeah. fans of that band, so I think he just hey, if I collab with this band, would that be cool? So I think that's yeah, you know. and it's a few times those kind of things have popped up from his nieces and nephews, where yeah. I think it's pretty cool that he does tap into like what they care about, you know. And I think with the mm-hmm. South Park stuff, he kind of jokingly was saying that that was what they were most proud of him for at the time. Yeah. They all love South Park. Yeah. <laughs> like, they didn't care about any of his music, but it was like the fact he was on South Park, he was their hero, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so, right, so. I know my my son's obsessed with Elvis is obsessed with the fact that. He was on South Park. He's always yeah. Like, oh, God, God, God. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, that is cool. And um, so it's a one song um, with the collaboration that's coming out. Like, or, or is it, I believe is so. Yeah. I believe so. I'm not. I don't remember the name of the song because I just 
quickly glanced through the yeah. through the article and I shared it with you. I shared it with everybody. Oh, so I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, that'll be cool. It's always right. good to just have something new on down the line yes. coming up. So when is that new album coming out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that collab's going to come out before the new record. Yep. <laughs> It'll just be like another little tasty appetizer as we patiently wait. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, well, that's awesome. And uh, I guess leading away from your origin story, but uh, mm-hmm. you said that was the first time you got to see him live then was just on the yes. sauce tour. So that's yes. pretty cool. Uh, it was, it was a, so beautiful um i went with my partner and our our really good friend amanda they were just like i remember just like being in awe just like standing there just with my binoculars just like (laughs) in a daze because i was like i cannot believe i'm here experiencing this beautiful man in person and they're like dancing around and just being so they were being super cute but i'm just i just (laughs) I was in, I was, I was starstruck, yeah. but I was able to take it all in. And I felt the same way with, uh, Depeche Mode because they're my second favorite band. I saw them in Oklahoma back in 2017 Okay, and they, they sounded amazing live as well. Like amazing. Did you catch them so, on this tour? Th- th- I mean, that's what I haven't, but I think they're going to be, I think they'll be in Dallas. In maybe in September. I'm oh, that's right, because they come back because, around. Yeah, yeah I don't think they hit round. everything. In the yeah, I I got to see them for the first time this year at Madison Square Garden, <gasps> and, um, and you know, and, and they're like my wife's like favorite, like how I am with the Cure. She is uh-huh. about the Pesh Mode and and yeah, and, and Sisters of Mercy, and we got to see all three of them oh. this year. So I was like, I feel like oh, I got to goodness. see the trifecta of like yes. <laughs> of like godness <laughs> this year, you know. Did you see Susie when she was on tour? No, did you no, go I to did the not. Cool Festival? Yeah. Uh, I had some friends in the scene. They went to go see Susie, and I just, I was so amazing for yeah, them. I'm, I'm so cool. happy for them. Yeah. Yes. I'm pretty lucky that all these guys are still kicking out there. So that's good. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, my son keeps like, you know, he's like so amazed. He's like, I can't believe he sounded that good robertson sounded that good daddy he goes and nobody else sings there's no backing vocals you know <laughs> and i'm like you're right and he's like but it's sounds full and i'm like yep and i'm like <laughs> this is like you know that's like one of those things that um you know as a musician that i look at and i'm like man mm-hmm. you know it's like i know that's not easy to pull off night after night in 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 a big arena setting and like he sure shit does it. Yeah. You know? yeah even good. even the psychedelic furs, I've seen them in the last year and they still sound amazing too. And I'm like, Yeah. I, I don't know. I think there was something about that time and, and that genre. These those guys are just still all like <laughs> Oh still, yeah. Yes. I, I see that. Yes. Uh, 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 Billy Idol, the same I've seen Billy Idol and the B fifty twos and Culture Club. They all sound amazing live. Like the B fifty twos, they were <laughs> absolutely entertaining live like yeah. like cindy cindy on the boat oh, she's amazing i don't know if y'all listen to b52s but i love them yeah, <laughs> that was my very first show as a kid actually really? for nice. that's a great co- first show. cosmic thing i'm jealous 
at Merriweather, actually. I oh, was, really? Uh, just, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, I was like in seventh grade, I think, sixth grade. And, oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm taking my wife to see Billy Idol uh, for her birthday, September 12th. Oh, in, uh, in, amazing. In Brooklyn. I can't wait. He's amazing. Yeah, I cannot wait. I was on an airplane with him once, and I was like, I was like really? oh, my God. Yeah, all I kept thinking about was like, was like, like the wedding singer. I was like, yeah, I, was like <laughs> I was like, oh shit, is he confusing that scene with the wedding singer with his life? Did that really? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I was like, I was all the way in the back though, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Billy Idol. <laughs> like he was like the last person to get on the plane, like the you know, uh, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I know that dude. Yeah, he stands out. So <laughs> you're pretty sure when you see him, I guess. Yeah. The 80s has like the, the it's, it's to, in my opinion the best decade for music. They they're just Oh yeah. I feel like pop music peaked in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell how much is like nostalgia or what, but I just love that like even the bad songs are like fun still. <laughs> you know, like yeah. when I'm just putting on like an eighties mix, I was like, Oh god, this song's horrible, but like I still like love it. I'd yes, rather hear even, that than that's like... <laughs> the thing though. Here's the difference. Here's where the difference is when you when you look at it and I'm like uh, even the the cheesiest like song like you said like single from the 80s that that you're still like kind of mm-hmm. listening to now but when you think about how much cheesy stuff in the 90s that really <laughs> does not translate now <laughs> it's like unbelievable yeah. you know what i mean and i'm like oh no i'm like yeah. why was this ever big yeah. like now these guys are playing like you know for like 75 people at like a dive bar in the middle of nowhere yeah. you know like because it, yeah, it didn't hold up because it wasn't, you know, and yeah, that's the 80s wonder. stuff. It's like, it's like even, even the cheesiest of of all those. It's like those guys. <laughs> it still sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, listen but to like the nineties, like you know, you think about like Chumba Wumba and like, uh, you know, and like so many there was just a lot of garbage <laughs> that, yeah. that that you know, and some of that garbage like peaked higher on Billboard than any Cure song. But oh, yeah, but, but when you go and look now and you look at how many have been streamed or who's selling out MSG for three nights in a row, it's not <laughs> Chumbawamba. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like I said, yeah. my favorite bands were like Susan the Banshees, the Peshmo, the Cure. Like I just, the, the older music is, is what speaks to me. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, nothing wrong with that. I think there's so much, nope. and just so many even old ones you ended up missing for whatever reason. You know, it's great mm-hmm. when you can go back and find some like '80s band or something. I'm like, how did I, these guys off the radar? You know, just like totally missed them, and even with '90s stuff, and uh, that, that counts. You know, they're still new to you. Then it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and um. I guess real quick to up my constant dwelling of set list from the last tour. I, I got to just express what a great set list you had in Dallas. That was a really particularly awesome one. It just, was. You got, oh, I was so fortunate. Yeah. Like I said, I was bummed they didn't play any songs from Faith, but yeah. the fact that I got two, two songs from pornography. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cold and strange day in there. You got oh thousand hours back when they were still playing that. Oh, it was so good, so yeah. good. But I, but you got you got to see Love Cats. I did yeah. it. That was so, the last show. Yeah. Was it in Miami? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time they played it yeah. on the tour too, right? Yeah. Just the last oh, wow. little yeah. swap out there. So it was 
pretty cool. It's because Robert New Henson was there. That's why. Yeah, that's what we tell him. Henson's convinced he's a fan or something. He's like, he did it just for me. I'm like, yeah, buddy, he did. <laughs> he heard. He finally yeah. heard. <laughs> but I guess as we start talking about favorites, you want to do this trios thing? What do you say? I'm ready. Yeah, that's what we started it. to. So I guess we should kick it off with the one that started it all there. And, and like we were saying, it was the trio of songs. And and like I said, Chaz was really wanting to go on the record a while back. I can't even remember what's, you know, inspired him to declare it so much. But uh, three favorite songs in a row is the rule. So they had to be in a row on any Cure album. So a studio album, I'm assuming, um, of some sort, what would be the three greatest songs we'll let you kick it off jess okay so so i did it on off of each album oh, so okay. that <laughs> that's always love these experiments they always go in a uh, slightly different direction I, mean, like, I like did full-on like anal- analyzing the lyrics and i mean i wasn't i wasn't sure like how in depth you wanted to do it but like i i just yeah, okay, I was, well, I was initially just listing okay. shit, but yeah, let's. Uh, oh yeah, let's I, I just, I just did like out of all the albums. Yeah, the what's that? Let's three. start. Oh, let's start gosh. there. Yeah, because like, you had sent that I like list. <laughs> I like way did I way exceeded. That's cool. <laughs> well, we can hit all of it too. Wait, and trim we, it down as needed. To, yeah, uh, leave it up. Leave it to the teacher to give all the homework. Nice guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you read the instructions? Then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, let's start with the first one. With your all-time favorite three in a row on any album, uh, where, where oh, would you put boy. it? And we'll work our way. All-time back. favorite three in a row. Um, Faith being my second favorite album. I love the songs "Doubt," "The Drowning Man," and "Faith." Um, again, because I analyzed the lyrics. To me, this trio in a row tells a story of, you know, doubt being a very sounding most punk post-punk with the driving guitars and the drums. Mm. And you can feel the frustration and the anger in his voice. And doubt, that story, um, that the, the lyrics to me tell a story of abuse and anger and then murder. The, the lyric that really stands out to me is uh, fury dries my vicious flows. I see you fall and still I strike. And then once, you know, the anger and the, the murder quote unquote happens, then you've got the drowning man, the very somber and the way the, I believe it's the effect of the drums kind of um, resemble water crashing. Mm-hmm. And that song, especially the lyric, the memories fade and leave her eyes. So after doubt, you know, the anger and the murder happens, the drowning man is is this character in the song, um, basically dumping this body. Yeah. Like, that's why. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, the claps of the drums just like cold water um, crushing against the shore. And then you have faith. Faith is after the anger and then the, this, this, this crime being committed, 
the song, oh, Faith, oh, it, mm-hmm. it, it tears me up every time I hear this song. Yeah. But it's um, this 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 character in the song, he's sickened by everything that has happened. And the lyric that really stands out to me is, I went away alone with nothing left. And he, you know, the delivery of the song and the way he's singing, and, you know, he's seeking solitude and penance. And, you know, during the time that this album was recorded, you know, Robert Smith and Lowell had a lot of, you know, family trauma that had happened. You know, mm. the death of Robert's grandmother and uh, Lowell's uh, mother dying of cancer. So um, those three songs definitely, like, listening to them in a row and, yeah. like, really analyzing the lyrics, that just really... That just, it really hit me. But Distant Noises, Other Voices is actually like probably my like top, top five favorite, favorite song. I mean, uh, my, my username on Instagram is that. Like, it's, yeah, it's my favorite. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of, I, I went dark. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's hard to, I, I looked at all the three on Faith too, but like one would always just like, well, I like one a little further out more so mm-hmm. that they weren't in a row and stuff like that, just as far as the pairings. But yeah, I love the way those just kind of play off it for you and, and lead oh, from I, stages. You of, just wait until I get to pornography. Like, right. I really like analyze these lyrics. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, do you want to dive into that one next day? We'll just maybe do three oh. blocks, or we could just do a little blocks since I think Antonia and I have just kind of wrote down uh, names. Or, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. I mean, yeah, we didn't really <laughs> dive into any full on analysis, I don't think. But uh, oh, I did. Yeah, so, <laughs> that'll work. So, seventeen seconds. Um, the trio um, that I went like a full analyze with is a forest in and at night. Okay. Uh, my notes are. The forest tells a narrative of, uh, again, searching for a girl, just like in the lyrics. There's haunting vocals. It's a great bass line. I feel like this song is about obsession. And the lyric that really stood out to me was, the girl was never there. It's always the same. Um, M, to me, is a song, is a love letter to the girl, like in the previous song, A Forest. Mm -hmm. Um, The lyric Help yourself, but tell me the words before you fade away. So this girl could be a hallucination. Mm. And then um, I got this source from Song Facts at night. was actually inspired by a short story Mm. with the same title, At Night. Um, I love the guitar strumming because it resembles star twinkling. Mm -hmm. And... I love the lyric, curled and protected, protected from sight. So I feel like those three um, in a row just really tells the story. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> We've always touched on how 17 Seconds has like a very, um, on an innocent level, like, you know, watching from the outside and longing mm-hmm. feel, but then on the more <laughs> where you really look into it, it has a very stalker vibe too, too. You know? yes, <laughs> yes. It's like the whole album's it's kind of like, album. <laughs> it could go yes. dark really quick as far as the, it's like, I don't know about this dude. <laughs> it's like, he was on his side for the first four songs, but maybe, uh, <laughs> but, uh, do you want to do your disintegration one? Cause that's kind of what inspired it all. And, and we could say, Oh yeah. <laughs> Do your disintegration. Okay, so prayers for rain, the same deep water as you, disintegration. 
those three are a masterpiece all like in a row. You can almost hear Robert Smith's vocals. Like you can always kind of hear him like drowning almost yeah. like the vocals seem very far away and you can feel the, the despair in his voice and the wanting, wanting that companionship with him in the beginning of disintegration it kind of sounds like glass shattering which reminds me of, of uh, joy division mm-hmm. you know kind of that same effect yeah. and you know robert smith was loved joy division especially ian curtis yeah. um so i kind of feel like that was kind of inspired by that as well yeah. but just the way just the way the the water the water and the, the rain crashing like it just flows just so perfectly into each song it, like it's it's like a story. Yeah, it really yeah, is. It really like, does the music tells the story. Sequence yes. perfectly because. Yes. Yeah, as much as you, you can question the the sample uses on disintegration, even they work really mm-hmm. rad. You know, yeah. <laughs> just like the water was like, oh, it's a little too on the nose, but it's perfect. You know, it's like, <laughs> he's just feeling fucking. You ever noticed that he he really does sing a lot about water and oceans yeah. and rain and like there's a theme here. <laughs> Yeah, we always love to like for Purse for Rain, you know, is the kind of last fight feel of it and the longing mm-hmm. and then just the kind of giving up and sinking to the bottom with same deep water as you. And then the song Disintegration yes. is kind of like that last battle out again, you know, where it snaps you out, yeah. where it's more aggressive. And yeah, but, uh, yeah, something about those three. And that's what Chaz was mm-hmm. going on the record for. I'm yes. just saying that those are the three perfect, which I love, too, because they're not. Um, I mean, they're all classic Cure songs, but it's not like mm-hmm. singles or anything. Even all the ones you've listed so far, it's not like mm-hmm. you could look at the three, like those are just rad, awesome pop songs or, you know, which could work, but usually they don't flow in that way of a sequence mm-hmm. like that. You know, when you have these little snippets of albums, it's, it's really cool to pull out little chunks like this. I'm like, yeah, these three songs just are seamless they have to be together you know and and the fact that like i always think of the i guess the record would be that way but going back to my initial listen of disintegration was tape you know and flipping it over and prayers for rain the start of it you know and just that sequence is pretty cool so yeah yeah so that was that would be my official one too if i had to just pick three songs that i think sequence the best those are the three. My only other one I jotted down was a cheat. It was the the in between days single just to be a little jerk. That's how I wrote it. The <laughs> in between days exploding boy and uh, a few hours after this, you know. So yeah. I was reaching back oh, to this. Yeah. So it's like three perfect songs in a row. There you go. But um, <laughs> but what did you jot down, Antonio? Do you have three perfect ones? On I a do. Whole? Yes. So it's uh, it's gonna be same album but different tracks. Uh, okay. For me. Um, mine is Lullaby, Fascination Street, Press for Rain. Ah, okay. Ooh. Because it's, nice. it, it's like, uh, it, you know, Lullaby, you know, you're getting the, the dark and the poppy and then, you know, Fascination Street is just, you know, the, that driving, punching song and then Prayers for mm-hmm. Rain is just like, you know, you know, to me, that song is almost like, um, like what I always equate that song to is like when you've been dealing with tons and tons of shit and you've been pushing emotions down and pushing emotions down and you finally broke 
and you're at the point where you like you break and you cry, that's prayers for rain. You know what I mean? Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's to me has always been my, like my, like how I kind of describe that song. So it's just such a, it's such a great little like emotional ride of the three together. Um, And just how much I love all three songs and they hit one, two, three in a row. Um, You know, so for me, you know, I kind of based a lot of these more on like, you know, um, you know, ones that I just like love together. Like I had like a really tight close second one, which I'm going to do an honorable mention to because they're Mm -hmm. not, you know, uh, probably any three tracks in a row that other people might say, but Mm -hmm. also on wish, uh, a letter to Elise cut and to wish impossible things. Because again, they're, they're just three completely different songs that I fucking love all three, but they all make me feel different ways they sound different but yet they do make sense together which right. doesn't make sense you know right. <laughs> so that yeah that was that. in the running for me cut <laughs> kind of ruined it because sometimes i'm not quite in the mood for cut you know but i love that song it's yeah. badass but at the same time that was like oh man if only for this experiment you yeah just put, like, <laughs> you or that. something in there. oh i know, I know. trust <laughs> me like, then, I, yeah, yeah. I, I had the you know i had the same thing there was a few <laughs> other where i was like oh if just that song was awesome <laughs> but yeah that's cool that's yeah. see i'm the opposite i like listening to the harder songs like a letter to elise like all the softer songs i i tend to skip those yeah i like to listen to open or end and yeah. from the edge of the deep sea. like i love those driving like again i like the the harder, darker stuff. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Yeah, because yeah, to, like to the, wish like impossible things is just bastards. one of those songs yeah. that I just doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, like, like oh, that one and, uh, and fucking all cats are gray or something. They're just <laughs> more the defeated oh. sad bastard over here. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm done. Yeah, Cindy flutters you all day. I'll just yep. put that three times in a row and fucking <laughs> come. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> But, uh, or just every different version of it that you have just play yeah, them all there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um i'd like to hear everybody's pornography one because i had that as like an honorable oh. mention um and i kind of jotted two versions even down on mine as a possibility but what would, would you get back to you for pornography and any meanings that you read into them? um i titled this trio bleak funeral march yeah so uh, before I rebuild the talk, uh, the, the, the songs in sequential order, winter vibes, isolation, depression, mental breakdown, the figurehead, a strange day and cold. So the figurehead's prob- probably my favorite song from pornography. You mm-hmm. instantly get chills, like the vibes, like just, just the big. And, and to me, I feel like the figurehead is the predecessor to Lullaby, because there's a lot of imagery with dusty spiders and the the lyric. But the same image haunts me in sequence, despair of time. That song, to me, I I, I hear a lot of. Um, in this, you know, with Robert Smith dealing with a lot of substance abuse, recording this album, mm. um, challenges with dealing with substance abuse, and a strange day would be one final look at the sad, bleak, sad, bleak life. Um, the lyric, "I close my eyes more slowly through the drowning waves," like, oh. 
such a beautiful, beautiful mm. song. It's uh, the the way the just the strumming of the guitar, just the whole rhythm. It just it kind of like it, it suffocates you, just like how he feels suffocated. Yeah. And then cold, like the very first time I heard that, like I instantly got goosebumps because of the is it the organ? It's haunting, and it also it kind of reminds me of Snowfall. Yeah. Um. The lyric, everything as cold as life, can no one save you? Like, it's just completely all of the emotion and the way he sings it and records it. Like, those those three songs are, are beautiful to me. Yeah. Because, you know, yes, yes, he had a, a, the, the history of... of uh, this dark history that he had, you know, dealing with all these challenges in making of this album. Like it's such a beautiful album because we were, we were able to get disintegration and the pop songs and he, you know, he had to get it out of his system yeah, and there's darkness and beauty or there's beauty and darkness. Excuse me. There's yeah. beauty and darkness. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And that was, the three I jotted down, I had the, the variation. Really? Of, wow. Yeah, those three. I was torn between those three, and then uh, I love Siamese Twins so much more just out of loving the song mm-hmm. that you could shift it one before that even. But really, if you oh, connect yeah. them, because that one's before, so it's Siamese Twins, Figurehead, mm-hmm. Strange Day in a row. So really, you got four awesome ones in a row. <laughs> connect that one, too. So, uh, well, then but, you yeah, could take mine and shift the whole thing up one, because mine's Hanging Garden, Siamese Twins, oh, Figurehead. Oh, shit. Five in a row, then. Yeah. yeah. My... <laughs> we got a whole new, whole new theme for, for next episode. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. But uh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Um Cool. Do you um, want to stay on, on album three in a row, or should we hop around to the other tri- trios? Or? Yeah, let's hit the other. I mean, I'm having, a, I'm having a great time. Yeah, <laughs> let's pop around. Let's hear some more. What do we got? Um, we went a little out of order, but we got uh, three imaginary boys, the first one that, that kicked it all off. Did you have three favorite there? I'll pull up the track list and come up with something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, why do you do that? I actually, I, I liked The Boys Don't Cry, even though it's technically a compilation album yeah green nationally boys is just so just so wacky so yeah. i i actually reviewed boys yeah. don't cry i'll approve that decision that i think we should all yeah do like it. hey listen that was that was yeah. that was the american release technically yeah, yeah, we're yeah, in america yeah. so we're gonna go with it that's, right. that's so much that's better right. yeah, yeah it is oh and i've got a whole narrative like a whole page of a narrative on based on these three tracks okay um, so these three songs, um, Grinding Halt, World War, and Three Imaginary Boys. Right. I picked these three songs because to me it has an apocalyptic theme. Grinding Halt has themes of like a world ending, lots of chaos, and it's like the first phase of like a war. World War is like the second phase. Um Robert is in the middle of a war, describing horrific details, and the guitar solo at the two two minute three second mark. To me, it 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 mimics like bombs and air sirens, mm. and then three imaginary boys. 
which I, I think is a great song live because they kind of play it loud, like at a quicker tempo. Right. But Three Imaginary Boys, after, you know, Grinding Holt, War War, it's like the last phase. It, there's only three men standing, very colorful lyrics. Um, you can feel Robert's emotions after the events, you know, based on this narrative of the songs. Like there's only th- the only thing that's standing are these these boys in nature, and uh, whispers in the side in the silence. That lyric reminds me of like the ghosts of the lo- uh, ghosts of lost souls. Yeah. So again, I kind of like. I feel like I overanalyzed. No, I love it. <laughs> I, I always underanalyze it. This boy, it's a love song. <laughs> Shut up. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, like we say all the time too, with Cure stuff. That's what's so awesome is it's almost better to not mm-hmm. even hear a Robert interpretation because you can make everybody has this whole movie and like it's so much core you can make of it whatever you want it to or need it to be you mm-hmm. know and and they're so versatile that way so yeah it's a great great stretch of three songs i'd bump my favorites more just because i like the songs i guess back to fire and cairo another day and grinding mm-hmm. halt maybe but those were good those were really uh, good something about another day even though i know it's probably not one of the band's favorites just for how sparse they ever play it or care about it but it's a it's got a cool little just groove to it and like kind of sad mm-hmm. kicking the rock down the street by yourself kind of vibe you know <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, i always think that's a underrated jam and yeah grinding out so good fine kairos one i never really cared about as a kid that much but i like it a lot more in later years but which three i don't know something about spelling and songs like is really catchy yeah yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's tough to pull off you know there's definitely a lot of bad ones to tip. <laughs> but, uh, what'd you get antonio three off of boys don't cry you like i'm still trying to pull up the track listening there yeah that's why i have to grab my tape <laughs> i know i was like, I was like oh, <laughs> oh shit this isn't anywhere online what the what's just automatically sparks the, a rage in me too. It's like, why isn't that on like streaming? Like, what are they just I know, from so killing weird. an Arab or something? It's like, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm gonna go accuracy object jumping someone else's train. Cool. Um, let's go to the top then. I know that's Antonio's favorite. I'm, so we'll I'm gonna stay out m- of that one all together. <laughs> <He's> gonna, <laughs> hate that. Have trouble finding any three songs. That, even if they don't even have to be in order for you, Antonio. You just pick any three <laughs> But uh, in the meantime, what'd you get for that, Jess? I again, I have this whole narrative, but dressing up the caterpillar and piggy in the mirror. I think piggy in the mirror is a great song because it's, you know, it sounds. You know, it's self-hate, honestly. Yeah. You know, he's basically... Because Susie Sue used to always call him, like, Fat Robert and yeah. Pig Boy and all that stuff. Terrible things about him. But, you know, he's basically just making it self-aware. <laughs> right. And um, Dressing Up is... It's a pretty it's a pretty steamy song. And then Caterpillar, I, I those two songs, it would be like a date night and then, like, the day after. Like, yeah. you know, like, kind of... This, you know, kind of like the the foreplay, yeah. and then like, you know, after after date night. So, you know, just the music and the lyrics remind me of that. So, yeah, it is tough to pick ones in a row for sure. Even just based on my favorites, uh, mm-hmm. it's hard to like. Not that I really dislike any of them, like the other fellas, but <laughs> I, um, <laughs> you know, it just. Well, listen, it it it's got no Simon on it, so 
definitely what's missing so. yeah i'd probably go simon with, would have yeah. been like robert this is fucking weird bro yeah, it's like what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I'd go with dressing up caterpillar piggy in the mirror, maybe just as mm-hmm. the three, even though that's what kind of makes the top so unique because it's given everything that was happening in his life at that time. That's you know, yeah, I like it. The idea of like hindsight appreciation with it too, in the sense that we technically shouldn't have got anything from him in that you know, being so busy and spread thin and was one of those things. It's kind of, if that had been like nowadays, you know, that definitely wouldn't have happened or materialized. He would have just recorded all of that and it would have sat on the back burner. <laughs> but all right, well, let's move on to head on the door. Then that should be an easier one to, to pick a few from. Nah, actually that one sequence is tough too. Cause it's like so many songs, that I love, but, but they're kind of <laughs> spread around all over the place. So it's like, Oh shit. I remember looking at this one just from my overall three. I was like, it's gotta be three on this. And I'm like, yeah, there's always like screw one screws. It up. It up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So can't put all your best ones in a row, but, uh, yeah. What'd you write down? Just, um, the baby screams close to me in a night like this. The baby streams. I know that's not. I know that. I, I think you've said this before, Gavin. That's not one of your favorite songs, or maybe it was Chaz. But like yeah. Simon's bass, like slaps. It, yeah, it, it, some cool like, shit on Like that song. I love it. And it's a sexy song. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> and I like when I looked back and saw that they used to open a lot of the shows on that tour with it. It would be a cool opener because it does kind of come out blazing. Mm-hmm close to me because it reminds me of me working in retail in my early 20s and it's just you know you still have that like you know the, the way he whispers the, the vocals I, I like it when he whispers yeah. <laughs> you know you can feel the claustrophobic the claustrophobia when he's singing it yeah. and then a night like this is just beautiful 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 song i actually i I love the saxophone the album version with the saxophone because i i too played saxophone in jazz band in high school so i have a little you know i have a little soft spot yeah (laughs) yeah yeah you know it's if it's ever gonna sound cool in a song, it's that one, I think. So, yeah, that <laughs> one. so <laughs> but, uh, it was nineteen eighty five after all too, so you guys, <laughs> even the cure couldn't resist. So pretty cool. Yeah, I would probably go hmm. No, that's a tough one. There's so many that I totally love, but it couldn't quite push. Uh six different ways push. Uh, but then yeah, I don't know. What do you got, Antonio? I need more time. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the problem is the the baby screams and screw screw it up for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's not even that I don't like baby screams that much, it's just the fact that like close to me is on the other side of it or something. It would be yeah, perfect yeah. if you had Yeah, that. I know. It's like if if I could have like close to me and not like this and sinking. You know, yeah, like, yeah totally. Thinking, That'd be like that would be. <laughs> yeah, cause... it really is a best song on the album. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah so, good. so good. You know that. Uh... We'll just call that one a draw or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just listen to the whole album. Going yeah, back yeah. To our exactly. <laughs> Fuck the three rule. Yeah, let's go on. Um, how about Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me? Even the, the titles in threes. There's a lot of threes oh, in this album. So. 
I picked Just Like Heaven, All I Want, and Hot, Hot, Hot. Hot, Hot, Hot is, like, that song always gets me grooving. Like, yeah. it's, like <laughs> I, yeah. I listen to that song every I listen to that song every week. And Just Like Heaven and All I Want are two very, like, steamy, sexy songs. I, I feel that they, they um, you know, Just Like Heaven is, you know, a very flirty song and, and a love song. And All I Want is just, you know, super, yeah. super steamy and, and flirty. Yeah. <laughs> it almost seems like, yeah, like you'd have to stem it in some direction from Just Like Heaven, you know, mm-hmm. whether you go to the two mm-hmm. before it or the two after or somewhere. But uh... I, I really love Hot Hot Hot. Like that's, and yeah, I love the video. Cool. Yeah, it's that's just a good one. so funky. I just, <laughs> I just love the, the guitar riff. Like it, 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 it always puts yeah, me in a good mood. Yeah, you cool. know what I was going to say? is like, I feel like I have to be in, a, in the mood for Hot Hot Hot. And when I'm, yeah. when I am, it's great. You know, right? <laughs> I'm more that way with like NIV. Like that one's definitely like <laughs> the funnest song in the world if I'm like in a good mood. But otherwise, it's just like shut up, dude. <laughs> <Stop."> <laughs> You're like I don't even want to be me or you. I'm yeah, I don't want to be anybody. Like, put the synth trumpet away. <laughs> but um. Yeah, cool. We got for mm-hmm. Wish, and we got Antonio's Wish, I guess. Yeah, I did a letter to Elise cut and to Wish Impossible. Hi, hi is such a cute song. Like it just instantly puts me in a great mood. Apart, a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah, I love and from the edge of the deep green sea, like one of my favorites, definitely. Yeah. And I, I like that order because you've got the very, you know, Wish is very. You know, I feel like High and Friday I'm in Love could be like sister tracks because they, yeah. they have, or even doing the end stuff, they have like very similar themes. And then um, Apart, it, oh, it's just so heart-wrenching, but beautiful. I, I just, I love the guitar solos in all of these songs. And yeah. that's why I put them all in that order because I love the guitar solos. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> I'd have to agree with that one, I think. Um Maybe it was on the right day I'd do open high and apart, but mm-hmm. yeah, but I know that that was a close one. But there, yeah. See, with Wish, there there was there was quite a few three for me, but good old Wendy time just throws a wrench in that. <laughs> that. <laughs> but, uh, that yeah, we we all know that's Jazz's favorite song. Yeah, and technically Friday <laughs> Friday trust and letter to Elise is pretty solid too, yeah, but. Yeah. but Friday could be a, a little annoying to put on a favorite list, but at the same time, uh-huh. it's it's a great song. <laughs> so, Although my so, buddy always so. gets mad, but he he's like, I can only listen to it on Fridays. I love that yeah. song. <laughs> I, like that I know that do. when I sing uh, when I sing Friday in Love, like for karaoke, I like to you know either sing Just Like Heaven, Bird, or you know depending on the the crowd. Yeah. As soon as I start playing Friday in the Love, like it's a crowd pleaser. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to be too grumpus, you know. Oh, Friday, as soon as that song comes on, though, everyone's having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you guys jot ones down for the other topics? Then did you do like singles yeah. and albums and all that? I did. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's for the sake of time, it'll start getting all along if we do all the. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, so yeah, let's try some of these other trio categories. Let's say uh, that we threw out the idea of single releases that were uh, in sequence. So they had to be released as like the next single 
chronologically was the rule. So (laughs) three singles, because again, it's, you know, like they're all awesome. Obviously they're red singles, but Mm -hmm. as far as your favorites, what are your favorite three uh, singles in a row? Sequential. (laughs) Sequential singles. (laughs) (laughs) So so this is the shit I missed talking about during the thick of the tour talk where I was like, yeah, yeah, get into the real nitty gritty of like, what's the best three sequels. (laughs) So, um, yeah, you want to kick it um, it off? Sure. I'd love to. Fascination Street Love Song Pictures of You. Like, ah. Fascination Street is a banger. Love Song is a, is a classic. Like, it always, it's a, it, that's actually my Aunt Amber's favorite Cure song. Like, she awesome. loves that song. And Pictures of You. Like, whenever I'm, you know, working a late night at, and I'm driving home from work after running a route, like, I will put on Pictures of You and listen to it five times. Like, it nice. is just. <laughs> It's so lovely, and it just, those are great singles. In, in my opinion, I think those were great singles as they are, like, in order. Yeah, yeah it's hard to argue that. Yeah. Sure. Cool. What do you think, Antonio? All right. <clears throat> my three are different, although I love those three. It's just yeah. it's just that 311 <laughs> kind of ruined love song for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> But um, I have to go with these three um, in a row because it's just uh, a forest primary in Charlotte sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, like it's just uh, run. Yeah. Like what a run. Like and then I started thinking about just because of the other topics, which will, you know, bounce to as threes. But I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I would love to hear all three of those in a row live. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like, and that, and I was like, oh, they came out in sequential order. They'd be amazing live in that order. Yeah. There's a vibe to those three. Like, it just seems like they belong one after another. So, and it is weird because yeah, if you you don't really think about single releases being in an order because there's usually so much time that passes in right. between them. Or, I, yeah, you know, especially if it's like the the last one off of one album and the first off of another, they could right. But, but if you like, look at but them, if you think about out, it, if you were gonna make a playlist of of their B sides and put them in sequential order, these three would yeah. follow each other. It's just like damn, yeah, you know, pretty, pretty <laughs> solid. So, yeah, I went poppy for mine. I was like, as far as ones that I just really love, uh, I was like, Love Cats into Caterpillar into mm-hmm. In Between Days. That's pretty tight. You know? Yeah, I mean, so that's uh, that's like pop magic right there. Yeah. Like, and, you know, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, I love gets, Love Cats. Oh. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, <laughs> and then Caterpillar and In Between Days are, you know, those magical pop ones that can be happy if you're in a happy mood and that can be sad if you're in a sad mood. You know, <laughs> I've had days where. And I'm, also, his, in the videos, music videos, his hair looks amazing in Love Cats and Caterpillar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just <laughs> stuck on the image of <laughs> gorgeous Robert for those three in that <laughs> era. It's a, Caterpillar one's a little bit more. <laughs> he's a bit of a mess, but in a good way in that video. Where yeah, he's yeah. Just like, whoa, what is going on, dude? He's just, it's, like, <laughs> it's a purposeful mess. You know? Yeah, he's like wearing my mom's old jewelry and stuff. <laughs> he's just like, what is that necklace? This <laughs> blouse, but um, yeah, yeah. It's like it, 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 you. It's like he robbed a thrift store. <laughs> like, yeah, <you> know? <laughs> totally. Awesome. Cool. Let's do trio of albums in a row then. What three favorite albums? Because this is, 
I guess the there's an obvious well, choice gonna, for a lot of us. Yeah, but then... you're gonna guess why. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. The the, the dark trilogy, dark seventeen trilogy. seconds, faith pornography. Like nice. that's it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, even yeah, if you look at the golden era of pop, you know, them at their peak, it is a little tough as far as there's like just the slight variations that throw it off. I'm like, oh, it's not my favorite, but it is a great album. But yeah, those three in a row just do they seem like that should have been the fucking trilogy that they do mm-hmm. consistent i don't think they've ever really considered mm-hmm. that an official trilogy for anything but everybody else does you know it's wait like, say it again because i to- it totally cut out in my headphones oh uh 17 seconds okay. that's what i thought you said okay. um, so, yeah. 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 yeah faith pornography yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um so i had a, a good uh, my buddy adrian uh, when he was he was living in Germany at the time, he actually got to see the trilogy in concert. Oh, like wow. yeah. all of my all of my older friends, like you know, they've been Cure fans for many many years, and they tell me all about these concerts that they've been to. Yeah. And it's just like wow, that would have been amazing <laughs> to see. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely one I'm always jealous of when you come across. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had a friend yeah. who was one, at one of Henson's birthday parties of like a classmate. And I was just wearing a Cure shirt, of course. Yeah. <laughs> we got talking about the Cure, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I just was on like a you know date and some girl, and I took her to Trilogy and was at that show, you know." And he wasn't even—I think he was a big Cure fan, but not like you know it was like a whole yeah. life mission to get over there for for Trilogy. And I was just like, "What?" You know, then he had to like <laughs> wow. go do kid shit or something. I'm like, no, wait, wait, get back here, man. What if we can't just drop something like that? And like, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> You're like pulling out your notepad, be like, I'll take no. Yeah, it's like you're not going anywhere for an hour and a half. We got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) uh, That's red. (laughs) So mine was actually different. Okay, what'd you get? All right. So I have "Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me" disintegration wish. Yeah. those two That's written really good, on guys. top of each other. I was like, yeah. <laughs> spur of the moment, choose which one you want to go with. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I'm somewhere in between that and two. While Kiss Me isn't like a favorite, it's still an album I hold dear to my heart. So, you know, ideally yeah. I would put Head on the Door, Disintegration Wish mm-hmm. would be probably my ultimate top three. But uh, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. How about the trio of Cure years in their career? What was their most awesome three-year sequence of uh you know shit that they did so that's kind of a weird one but uh yeah because those early years they were cranking shit out pretty consistently with each year (laughs) and then as they got into the later stuff you have like a is it worth it was you know one of them so good that you just lose a whole year to get the next one (laughs) what did you guys get for three years i said uh 85 to 87 because of boris williams he's my favorite drummer like he has like uh you know the head on the door and kiss me kiss me kiss me and then you know they were on tour in 86 so you know there's like technically that would count uh standing on the beach and and staring yes yes, yeah so i just he's my favorite drummer there you go yeah yeah i think I, i considered that that stretch too is a good one because you get the 88 nothing year if you try to lump in disintegration i know that there, that, that was, was my like, problem <laughs> yeah that was my problem there i was like damn Ooh, it damn it and 90 you have to incorporate mixed up i guess if you're going <laughs> yeah. 89 90 and then you lose 91 too i guess so, <laughs> so yeah um 
Hmm. And then I put uh, 80, 81, 82. It's another just go. Yeah, uh, I, I put the darker. same. Yeah, not even because it's darker, but and when just, you like to how do you drop three albums in three years with that yeah. much meat on the bone? Yeah. Like usually if if uh, bands like drop quick follow up records like the last like I, I, I tried to do a little bit of research and it was and it was tough because it's a broad search. But like how many bands have put out three albums in a row in three years, you know, yeah. um, within a three year span? And I think I think really the only thing I found and it wasn't it was up until recently was Weezer. And I was mm. like, yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't even remotely close to what they were able to do. Between yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it was yeah, definitely crazy. more common, like, you know, that era or even back in the 70s and stuff, you know, 60s and stuff even probably. Yeah, like yeah some but of those none Beatle of them were just were as probably, big but, as an impactful. Yeah. yeah so. but, even, but even, but it, well, I mean, the Beatles, similar to The Cure, have like different phases of, of their yeah. career sound wise and by that point they know. weren't touring for so they could just do a studio album right and, yeah and that's even kind of the core like praise for cure in the sense of like that era of doing an album each year and when you saw how much they toured still yeah well that's each, what I mean, i'm saying like, like that was three geez. like i don't know where they slept in those three years yeah like it's just <laughs> you know pe- people you know people debate and fathom like how the Egyptians could have built the pyramids. And I'm like, no, how the fuck did the cure play that many shows and record those three records in, in that three years? Yeah. <laughs> That's the stuff that keeps me up That's, at night. Yeah, Aliens must be involved somehow. But. Yeah. Robert Smith's an alien. But then I guess it makes sense when you when they're all whacked out on LSD, punching each other at the end of pornography, when it all just implodes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just catches up with you at some point. But uh, which is but why still. the top is not that good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, let's see. We took the live approach. Let's. We said. Um, I guess the the rule would be three live songs from the last tour in a row that we just admired from the last set list. Yeah. yeah. Um, even I didn't really dive back into all every set list for every show. So this is kind of with a grain of salt. <laughs> if you guys had three that you remembered being really cool in a sequence from the set. Well, I did because I experienced it. The, uh, yeah. the Dallas show, Cold Bird, A Strange Day. Oh, yeah. Those, those three awesome. were just glorious. <laughs> yeah, I think that happened, yeah, just a couple times on that tour. But I remember when seeing those when they would come up one at a time when I'm refreshing mm-hmm. the set list. It's like, damn, man, Cold Burn, Strange Day. Pretty solid. Hard to. I mean, you get argue. two pornography tracks in Burn, which is an amazing amazing yeah. song like again you know it was recorded with Boris on the drums or no wait yeah it was Boris yep on Which the drums like is it oh. yeah 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 his, his yeah, last so song oh, what so a cool good. swan song for the karate to leave him with one mm-hmm. last <laughs> badass jam <laughs> I was like here you go I mean, just like <laughs> yeah and I liked whenever they performed it live and they had the camera like on on and like you know, yeah. you could see the whole drum set. It was really cool. Do you recall three, Antonia? That yeah, I have yeah. two, and that that I'm staring at right now and trying to decide. And they're so similar, <laughs> um, but 
I think I have to go with Plain Song, Prayers for Rain, and Disintegration. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was cool when they did the little... When they did that, yeah. Mini block of <laughs> Disintegration. Uh, yeah, because I feel like, you know, that was the closest I was, was going to get to see that whole album right. played, you know, like I would have loved <laughs> to have been in Australia for that, but um, yeah, that that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, and my other my other one was Lullaby, Fascination Street, and The Walk. Yeah, yeah. Those, I mean, technically the pop encore is, you know, kind of why it worked so good. You yeah. know, I had that jotted down with a little smiley face at the end. I was like, or you know, fucking in between days, just like heaven and boys don't cry. It's it's pretty hard to argue how yeah. badass all three of those are in a row. Yeah, you totally. know? It's almost like cheating. You know, you can't put those three in a row. Yeah, <laughs> but then um, again, I also feel like when you let's go to like the streaming. If when you if you were to like go to Spotify and just play like top cure songs you would hear those three yeah, within the yeah. first five so probably so it's as crazy. not as crazy yeah it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. like the pandora mix right yeah. exactly like, oh no like when it's like this is the cure when they do like, yeah one yeah of those. Like, <laughs> totally. or like top songs on a jukebox you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um in in new york city i jotted down the first night we got burn uh, play for today into push and through the whole time. Yeah, that, that was that was a, that was probably my three. third one that I almost went with also. Yeah, because that's pretty awesome. I love through the whole tour, just play for today and push to, back to back. Mm -hmm. It was just yeah. cool as hell, and you could put burn anywhere around that, and it'll work <laughs> as far as being happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I kind of like too. Um, the I got to love the. The I can never say goodbye into it can never be the same sequence of that yeah, like super I know, heavy I one two punch and yeah. then in L A they got like a thousand hours after that and that would that would have been pretty rad but it was it was amazing yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly even like I I kind of grew to like and it's and it's hard because we don't get to sit with the songs but alone yeah. pictures of you and a fragile thing also yeah really were beautiful together yeah you know like yeah, sounded so great together uh so but you know it's a little tough because it's like it's it's harder to hear it when you don't have some of those songs like yeah we and can't listen being, to them yet quite how we want to listen and just being overly excited for them for the new song factor you know i was like yes these three are great uh that makes sense this is true but we'll, we'll wrap up on that note as we all anticipate songs of the lost world is the the mystery continues we won't solve that problem tonight for sure so no. <laughs> we'll let you go but uh thank you so much jessica for joining us and making the time on this weeknight and uh, doing such awesome homework. You get an A plus for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All the, the trio <laughs> assignment you. and uh, also to hear your origin story and how all this madness began for you as well. So, oh, so yeah. Thank and you, you know, so what? I, I have to mention before we go off, because by the time this uh, airs, I will have my uh, my cover of Fascination Street will be out and streamed. Awesome. And streaming everywhere um, as of August uh, 18th. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so my music project is called Cult Leader with a K, um, and it is on a compilation called Classics vs. Classics, where I do Fascination Ooh. Street by The Cure and Pet Cemetery by The Ramones. Nice. Oh, awesome. So everyone check that out. 
Uh-oh. will it be Super, on your like, I'm excited Instagram slash or? yeah. I'm excited yeah. slash nervous because you know obviously covering one of your favorite songs by your favorite band is is always like uh, yeah. you know uh, <laughs> you know it's like I want to do it justice but I also don't want to try to copy it I want to make it you know put put something to it that makes it feel you know like uh, a different version of it but uh, yeah so I'm pretty excited about it. awesome yeah well we will definitely uh, keep people posted on that in future episodes too but yeah as of now go find it on uh cult leader instagram and stream it yeah, everywhere i guess uh, yeah can you stream it right yeah. off him cool it'll be cool. streaming everywhere but uh yeah very cool stuff on the horizon and uh definitely come back sometime jessica we'd love to have you back anytime and uh thank you i had a great time talking with you and the cure is just they're they're amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just so nice to, to talk to other other fans, and you know, I I really do appreciate it, and I feel like I've, you know, I'm making lifelong friends. You know, based on the Cure. I mean, yeah. everyone is everyone that I have met that that loves the Cure are just amazing people. So That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard like, hard to find a turdy Cure fan out there. <laughs> I'm sure they're I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, now they're all going to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I'll show you. <laughs> but, nah. but very cool. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate. You taking the time and doing all that homework that the teacher made us do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but cool deal. And uh, yeah, so we'll catch you soon. Be safe driving out there too. And uh, thank you. And we'll try to keep you entertained long distance with more episodes. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah for sure. <laughs> cool. All right, Antonio, Jessica, thanks again. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time here on the Holy Hour. Have a good evening go put on your favorite three songs in a row and rock out and uh, let us know your few three trios of whatever category on our facebook page and elsewhere so until then talk hard good night Again, a very special thank you to Antonio and our guest, Jessica. Jessica is also our newest member of the Holy Hour Patreon crew, so we would love to officially welcome her on board there as well. If you think you might want to get in on the Cool Kids Club and be a supporter of this show, please go to patreon.com slash theholyhourpodcast. Check out the details. See if it's for you. We'd love to have you on board with such stand-up citizens like Donna, Craig, Jeff Hilton, Jeff Cortland Jones, Sue, Ben, John, Alan, Allison, Dion, Namicio, Matt, Danny, Coulter, Matt Ford, Tom Johnson, Tom Burns, Letty, John Roberts, Francisco, Jason, Craig Bellinger, Amber, Nicholas, and of course, tonight's special guest, Jessica. And in addition to these wonderful people, we have Tim, who is a Holy Hour supporter and part of New Waterloo, a company that owns and operates five lovely hotels, the South Congress Hotel in Austin, Texas, the Waymore's Guest House in Nashville, Tennessee, the Revival in Baltimore, the El Captain Inn 
Merced, California, and coming in 2024, the Albert in Fredericksburg, Texas. Then we have good old Scott Kruger, you all know him, cure fan, artist, collector, appreciator of cats, and co-host of the best Star Wars podcast in the galaxy, the Sarlacc Digest, which you can catch live every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube. They are currently recapping each episode of Ahsoka, and uh, as this epic show unfolds, they give you all the inside scoop you need to know. So bring all your Star Wars loving friends over Wednesday nights on YouTube, 8 Pacific time. Join in the pit. I'll be over there most nights, so uh, I'll keep you company. And you guys all know Kate. Kate from CureThreads.com, that is. Another amazing Cure fan and artist. Go check out some of her Cure-inspired original artwork on prints and clothing and just a wide range of other products over at CureThreads.com. And check out Kate's project, Cure Arts Collab, on Instagram. It compiles all kinds of cool Cure fan art by you guys. And uh, they are currently getting the whole batch of Perry artwork together. So be sure to follow that Cure Arts collab on Instagram and CureThreads.com. Dana is waiting for your message. If you are in need of a motion designer or animator to promote your business or project, she is wicked talented. And you can check out her work at graphics.tv. That's graphics with an X dot TV. And Lisa recommends you check out Dickens. It's a venue in Calgary, and uh, it hosts a wide range of shows and events. So go to DickensYYC.com, and you can find out all about upcoming shows and events, heaps of cool trivia nights and dance theme nights and live shows. You can also catch them on Twitch at DickensYYC for all live streaming action. Speaking of nightclubs, check out that venue Jessica was talking about, Club Nevermore. If you are in the Sherwood area, it's just a little outside of Little Rock, Arkansas, from what I can gather. Check it out at clubnevermore.com. And if you're in need of a new podcast, check out Chaz's other show, The X Communication Station. Donovan and Chrissy join Chaz as they talk about growing up in the church. They'll make you laugh. They'll make you curse at your phone. Uh, all the big emotions are over there. And uh, it's always a great listen, though. So X Communication Station, everywhere you listen to podcasts. As for us, just be sure to subscribe anywhere that you're listening that lets you so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Uh, feel free to leave a rating or a review on Apple. We haven't had one of those in a while. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, go ahead and like our Facebook page where you can see any links that go along with the episodes and comment on the episodes pretty easily over there. Follow the Holy Hour podcast on Instagram. Or feel free to just email me directly at gavinconnor at gmail.com if you have any questions. Thanks for listening. Like I said, we do have a Close to Me birthday feature episode coming up next. So if you have any Close to Me memories or personal stories or passionate opinions on the song, feel free to email it to me in the next week or so. Voicemails are great or voice messages. Uh, but if you want to type it out in an email, that's fine too. I'll read it for you. So Riot Fest is also coming up quickly. So we'll be sure to cover all of that and see what wackiness unfolds at that festival. So take care, be safe, and talk hard.